You're listening to Spice Radio 1200 AM's The Morning Buzz, and we are speaking to Charlie Smith, the editor of Vancouver. Charlie, how are you this morning? Oh, I'm doing well. Thank you, Lynn Karen. I hope all's well at Spice Radio today. We're doing very well, Charlie. Thanks for asking. Now, we've got to talk about this one story because it has been in the news all week and will continue to be. Yesterday, the U.S. Coast Guard announced that the five on board of the submersible are dead after a catastrophic implosion. And this was a story, of course, where we were all trying to figure out what exactly went down. We did get the results of it. It is very tragic. But something that I really stood out to me was yesterday we had James Cameron, who spoke out, and he didn't hold back on Ocean Gate's history because Cameron himself is an expert when it comes to deep diving. I mean, he had to do it for the film Titanic in order to make it. So, Charlie, I just wanted to get just your thoughts on this entire story. Well, one thing that I've always admired about James Cameron is he he speaks frankly, and um, you know, the Canadian way sometimes is. <laughs> used to be a little oblique and indirect. Well, not James Cameron. <laughs> and he, uh, so he, he basically said that the team that built the submersible had cut corners, was his word, words. Um, Ocean Gate, um, which is the parent company, didn't get certified, and, and Cameron said that's because they knew they wouldn't pass. He said he was very suspect of the technology that they were using, and he wouldn't have gotten into that sub. And he's actually done, you know, 33 dives to the Titanic. So, he, you know, he, it's not like he's never done this before. And then when the, the signal was lost, he said that he, he got on the phone to people knowledgeable about the submersibles, kind of industry and came to the conclusion that he said within an hour he had the following facts. They were on descent. They were at 3,500 meters heading for the bottom at 3,800 meters. And then the communications were lost. And he thought that that was an extreme catastrophic event. He, he just felt that um, it had to be an implosion. And, and it turns out he was correct. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, now as this goes on, we definitely like want more answers. And I think, Charlie, the, the conversation seems to be heading to, you know, can we create regulations around this kind of like tourism, especially what I want to call like extreme tourism? Do you think that people are really going to focus on that, keeping people safe? Yeah, and it's a good question because the they're out in international waters when they do this. So let's say the Canadian government decides they're going to impose a whole bunch of rules, um, is it possible that the tourism, Titanic tourism industry would go, you know, move over to another location, whether it's uh, the Bahamas or some something like that? And um, it is very difficult when it's in international waters. It's not saying it couldn't be done. Um, I think uh, tourists themselves might want to give pause to taking a trip like this, like I, I wouldn't even get on these rockets that are going up into orbit. Uh, I would go to the, to the top of the atmosphere with Jeff Bezos. I've been reading things about that that kind of made my skin crawl. Um, but maybe I'm not the target market for this stuff. Uh, but, but it does seem um, like it's kind of incredible that a bunch of people can get on this thing it doesn't meet standards, and it still goes to the bottom where the pressure is just unbelievable, and then it implodes. 
and people like Cameron are saying, well, I'm not surprised. And it does raise questions about regulation. It certainly does. So we'll see what happens with that. Now, Charlie, another big story kind of moving here locally. Uh, President of the Guru Nanak Sikh Gudwara was shot and killed over the weekend, Hardeep Singh Nijar. There's been a lot of reaction, many in the people in the community they've gathered. So, Charlie, I, I have two questions for you. You know, do we have any updates on the case? But also, who's Nijar for those who aren't familiar? Yeah, it is. Um, um, the latest, last thing we heard was a couple of days ago that suspects were believed to have fled on foot from the Gurdwara, running through Cougar Creek Park onto 121st, where, where a getaway car was waiting. Um, Harit Singh Nijar is uh, an interesting uh, person in that he, he moved to Canada in, in 1997, actually, um, and he had a passport that identified him as Ravi Sharma, according Ravi Sharma, according to immigration records that were obtained by Global News. And he filed a, a refugee claim fearing persecution in India because he um, was uh, belonged to a particular social group. And, um, and then he talked about, uh, in this file, the troubles that he experienced uh, starting in 1990, and that was when, you know, KPS Gill and the police in Punjab were, were mounting a, a, a ferocious crackdown on an insurgency. And uh, so many people came from India in those years, and uh, to, to get away and, and claim refugee status in Canada. So basically he arrived here, um, he's a plumber and a father, and, and that what's especially horrifying is it happened on Father's Day. Um, the, the murder of the World Seat uh, organization is calling it an assassination and saying it comes on the heels of uh, two other deaths, uh, one, one in Pakistan and one in the U.K. The U.K. is suspected of being poisoning, and the question is being raised whether um, the people who are openly supportive of Khalistan are being targeted, and some are raising questions about uh, the Indian government. Um, what I find interesting about this story is it happened shortly before Narendra Modi was landing in um, the U.S. for this you know, very high-profile visit with President Joe Biden. These events may be unrelated, uh, but at the same time, on the day that Nijar was murdered, um, Modi announced the appointment of a, a new head of the Research and Analysis Wing, which is the Foreign Intelligence Agency of Indian government. Again, that could be just coincidental, but the, um, some people in the community are raising questions about um, whether, whether the government of India may have had a hand in this. And, and there's no evidence of this. There's no proof of this. Um, but it is something that people are talking about. Uh, he was wanted in India, um, and the uh, National Intelligence, National Investigation Agency of India, in July of 2022, it issued a million rupee reward for information about him. Uh, it was alleging that he was conspiring to commit a 
terrorist attack in India. Uh, he denied that. Um, and and one other thing about him, like on a human side, which um, was that shortly after the the 215 um, kind of signals that came in Kamloops suggesting that uh, unmarked graves at the Kamloops Indian Residential School happened, um, Ms. Mijar uh, really organized six to um, commemorate the lives of Indigenous children. So he's had a progressive side there, and so, so it's, it's complicated. We don't we don't know. I think the the Gurdwara, obviously, as you know and your listeners know, is is a major gathering point, and it's also a lot of money uh, is raised for charity, like two point three million in revenue in twenty twenty one, according to the Canada Revenue Agency. Uh, one point four million went to charitable activities. So it's. Um, you know, there's still another 20 directors, so it's not as if that work won't continue. But he was president of an organization that was having a substantial impact in the Syrian Delta area. Mm, and let's let's hope we get more answers on this case here, Charlie. Now, we're going to shift gears here. Uh, in Vancouver, you wrote a piece about who I would say is a friend of the show, Sabrina Rani Forminger. She is the host of the YVR Screen Scene podcast. And you really highlighted just the work that she does in the community, which I honestly find, Charlie, is amazing. But we also learn a whole lot about her. Yeah, Sabrina is somebody, you know, she's, she's very extroverted. And as you had her on her show, she's uh uh, friendly and, and talkative, um, but a lot of the time she shines a spotlight on others and not on herself. She's actually a very humble person, and I wanted to to um, write a profile on her because of her charitable work, because she's been raising, well, she said she's raised, she and a, a, a Ukrainian voice actor have raised 88000 um for Ukraine. Ukraine, and most of that is going to help children, grieving children in Ukraine, get trauma therapy, uh, which is amazing that she's doing this. Uh, another thing she did in 2021 was held a big fundraiser uh, with um, uh, actors of Indian ancestry to uh, support COVID relief in India. And this was a time when we um, the, the, they were running out of oxygen. It was a monumental crisis. Um, so she's got this YDR screen scene, and she's using it uh, for lots of good causes, including anti-racism, um, but also highlighting the local film industry. But what I found, some facts that I found that I didn't know before, I didn't know that her father uh, had lived in a refugee camp outside Delhi for two years. Uh, her father was born in Lahore and was a baby in 1946, and as a result of partition on being on the Pakistan,
Uh, another thing I found interesting was on her, on her mother's side, which is Ukrainian, a long history of activism, uh, building labor temples in Quebec, and her grandmother was a, a kind of a confederate of um, uh, Dr. Henry Morgenthaler, who was uh, really fought Canada's abortion prohibition and was ultimately successful. So she has a history of activism, a history of uh, displacement on her father's side, and I think that whole package has uh, contributes to why she has such strong humanitarian instincts. That honestly, Charlie, makes a lot of sense. And even though we have spoken to her so many times here on the show, I've learned so much about her through your article in Vancouver, Charlie. So really appreciate you highlighting her work. Charlie, as always, a pleasure talking to you. Have a wonderful weekend. Okay, you too. Thank you. Bye.